For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Andy Baggerly, who covers the San Francisco Giants for The Athletic, about how this Giants 26-man roster is going to shake out ahead of next Thursday's opener against the Seattle Mariners. They optioned a couple of guys to the minor leagues just the other day. Jason Vossler, who actually signed on a major league contract, is going to start the season in AAA. However, Brandon Belt may start the year on the injured list. Evan Longoria dealing with plantar fasciitis. And of course, Alex Wood has got that back problem they're trying to figure out before they have to make a decision on the opening day roster. All things we can talk about with Andy Baggerly, who joins me next. It's Friday, March 26th. Always fun when we can talk Giants baseball with Andy Baggerly, and even better when we can talk Giants baseball when opening day is right around the corner. So, Andy, maybe that's where we start. We'll jump off with a couple of the position battles. And has it felt this year like there have been uh, less jobs up for grabs? I know the bullpen is kind of kind of nameless or faceless right now, but as far as other jobs go on the roster, we've seen lately a bunch of moves. What do you think about who's been sent down? Jason Vossler, we've seen Steven Duggar get option. Guys are still around at the big league level, your Lamont Wade juniors and whatnot. What have you made of this spring so far? to this point. I think there weren't a whole lot of jobs up for grabs. A lot of it is just getting out of camp healthy. We know it's an older roster, which is kind of weird that it's an older roster since they are, you know, kind of in a rebuilding mode still. But a lot of it is just getting out of camp healthy. And and, and we know that Alex Wood is one guy who had a back procedure. Brandon Belt probably won't be ready for opening day. We kind of knew who most of the position players were going to be, and there's really no surprises. Uh, I could probably tick off most of the roster right now, and like you said, there's a spot or two in the bullpen, but other than that, not a whole lot of surprises this spring. I want to start on the infield, because you mentioned Brandon Belt maybe not ready, and on Wednesday night, he had that at-bat that uh, was pretty short, lasted three pitches, and that was it. He said after the game he didn't feel great, but physically he's feeling a lot better. And then there's the Evan Longoria situation at third base, where he hasn't been in the field a whole lot. They will get to open the season with the DH in Seattle, but I thought it was a little interesting that they sent down Jason Vossler, being that the plantar fasciitis with Longoria could play a role early. What do we think about that and how the infield may shake out, especially defensively, if those guys aren't able to play in the field opening day? Yeah, I think we've seen it's a little sketchy when they don't have Belt and Longoria at the corners. And we saw that last year, too. Don't forget that the two of them opened the year on the injured list and they were pretty unsteady. Guys playing together for the first time, playing a lot of different shifts. You know, now we know that they might have three guys playing second base quite often. You'll have Mauricio Dubon playing a little bit on the infield as well as center field. So if they don't have Longoria ready to play third base and, and they don't have Brandon Belt for some time, I mean, that's going to lead to some instability. And, and this is a team that's going to have to catch the ball. In a lot of ways, they've gone out and got guys who can get ground ball outs. Uh, you know, Logan Webb is getting a ton of ground balls with that new changeup. Well, they're going to have to have guys who are in position to f- make those plays. So that's going to be something to watch. And, and even if Belt is ready to start the season. I think it's going to be important that he get into some of these exhibition games over the next week because, you know, it's going to be hard for him to get his timing down. And we saw that he he struggled to do that at the outset of last season with just the alternate site type at bats to get ready. So if they can get him uh, his timing a little closer to getting back uh, to normal before he's able to be activated, then hopefully he can hit the ground running because he's a pretty important piece for this offense. And they have some guys who can play first. I mean, Flores can play some first. They're working with Stella over there right now. And being as he's a left-handed bat, that may may be all right. But again, the defense is going to take a hit, as you mentioned. I'm wondering about a guy like Darren Ruff. I feel like we haven't talked about him a lot, haven't heard a lot about him. He was sort of out there to be a DH, and he was platooning with Dickerson and left. He's going to be on the roster, right? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I count 12 position players with Posey, Casali, a catcher, Lestella, Solano, Crawford, Longoria, Flores, Dubon. Uh, you got Austin Slater, you got Yaz, Dickerson, and, and Ruff, and that makes 12. And really, they don't have anybody left in camp. As you mentioned, Stephen Duggar's been optioned. You know, Vossler has been optioned. They still have Lamont Wade Jr. there, but he hasn't had the greatest spring. That kind of tells me that, you know, they carried over the the waiver of, of the pitcher's limit from last year. You can carry as many pitchers as you want. And if they're going to use a five-man rotation, even with the off days to start the season, and and it looks like that's going to be the case, then I think they're going to probably just go with those 12 position players and 14 pitchers and and probably just uh, throw a lot of pitching at teams early on. But yeah, out of those 12 position players, Darren Ruff would have a spot, and he's a guy who is a threat off the bench, and he can start a little bit against lefties in the outfield and, uh, and, and as you say, sort of be in a little bit of a platoon with Dickerson and maybe spot... uh, in at first base every now and again as well. But mostly, I think he's there to be a threat off the bench. Lamont Wade Jr. is a funny one for me because you mentioned he's kind of the last man standing right now in the outfield that hasn't been optioned. He would have been the, I mean, they like him because he can play all three outfield spots. He's a left-handed bat. I felt like Steven Duggar was having a better spring than he was. I mean, I'm no no expert on this stuff, but is there any rhyme or reason you think? Is it just because they gave up some equity to go get this guy this offseason? Is it because Steven Duggar is part of the old regime? Is it they don't think he's drawing enough walks or seeing enough pitches? Is there any rhyme a reason why a guy who was already on the 40 man in Steven Duggar is not continuing to get a nod potentially for that like 14th position player or 13th position player? I think if I had to guess, I would just say that they kind of know what they have in Stephen Duggar. I mean, they're obviously open-minded to him making improvements and and uh, and you know showing that he's someone who uh, merits a, a bigger opportunity. But they also just kind of have more knowledge about him. They've had him in the system, and they don't know as much about Wade. And I think that they want him to spend more time with the hitting coaches and just keep him a little bit longer. And also, as they're doing that. They've got some guys who've been a little bit nicked up in the outfield. Austin Slater battled a little hamstring earlier. And he's a guy who's a right-handed hitting center fielder that they're going to play in center a little bit. So, you know, probably just to, to guard against someone getting hurt late in camp as well. I would imagine if they do carry a 13th position player, it's almost by default going to be weighed at this point. But but again, I, I would sort of have a hunch that they might go with 14 pitchers and just 12 position players. Yeah, especially because some of these guys like your Aaron Sanchez haven't totally been ramped up, it seems like, for, for enough innings yet. So it sort of brings us to the rotation. You mentioned if they decide to go with a five-man rotation, even with the off days to start, they have that that weird, is it an off Sunday to start? They open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it's like a Sunday off. Then they go to San Diego to play. But I guess the the front three in the rotation are going to be Kevin Gossman, Johnny Cueto, Di Sclafani. You mentioned Logan Webb. His changeups looks fantastic. Is the idea that it'll be either Aaron Sanchez or Alex Wood, or do we know about the health of, of Alex Wood right now? He's throwing a bullpen, I believe, today, so uh, they're they're going to try to ramp him up, and they're not ruling it out, but you know, the guy did have an injection in his back, and he is a guy who has had back issues in the past. He's the only left-handed starter who would be in the rotation, so if he's not in there, it's all right-handers, and they're not too worried about that, to be honest. In fact, they could really flip it around with all the lefties they have in their bullpen and even use lefties to open and then put in a Sanchez or, or, or Webb or whatever as your bulk inning sort of starting pitcher. But I, I think right now... The, it, it just pragmatically, you'd have to imagine that Wood is going to start on the injured list and uh, and Sanchez would be the fifth guy. But, you know, they also want to stretch Sanchez out a little bit more. They've only seen him once in an exhibition game and make sure that he's ready for this too. And, and like you said, they really don't know 
how pitchers are going to react to having that workload uh, put upon them again to make 30 starts, to throw 150, 160, 180, 200 innings after just a 60-game season last year. That's something that they really look at when they're developing young pitchers is making sure they have a progression in terms of building up their innings and you don't have a guy going from 80 innings to 180 innings from year to year. So they really can't do that. There's no way to control for that after nobody was able to to, to throw a lot last year. And, and I think that they're going to really be cautious in how they ramp people up. And you're probably not going to see any starting pitchers go more than six innings for at least a couple turns through. That's that's my hunch, unless they work really effectively. And that's why I think they're going to rely on their bullpen a lot to shoulder some of the load in these early uh, in these early weeks. And, and, and they also have a lot of optional pieces in the, that bullpen as well. So they'll be able to bring guys up and down. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. I was trying to think back because you're mentioning like uh, you know making sure guys can pitch in the 60 game season and then and then come back and be healthy for this season and, and be able to get through a full campaign of of more innings than maybe they were asked to do in the past and I'm thinking back to uh, who was the guy back in like 04 05 uh, Jim Brower who Felipe used to run that guy out there out of the bullpen like 90 times a year and his arm was not used to that I don't think I don't think they're looking to do that with these guys right. Jim Brower, I think there was smoke coming out of his shoulder by the end. And I, I just remember 2004, I think he'd thrown like maybe like eight out of nine days or something. And then they get to the second to last day of the regular season. Oh, no. And it was the first time he wasn't available. They just it, He just hit his limit. And, of course, that was the Steve Finley Grand Slam game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you do. You have to pace guys. You have to keep track of their workload, not just how many times they pitch, but how often you get them up. And, you know, that's something that, that – that we always know was a hallmark of Bruce Bochy, uh, something that he always did very well. And, um, you know, it's something that uh, Gabe Kapler is is learning as he goes. And we know he had a, a situation in Philly early on that he learned from. He had a situation last year with Tyler Rogers that he learned from, and Rogers had to kind of wear it for, for one outing there against the Padres. And so, you know, I'd imagine that he's probably learned some lessons. And uh, I think they're going to be very, very cautious in how they not only ramp up their starters, but just how much they ask of their relievers. And I, I don't think early on you're going to see guys being asked to go three consecutive days very often. I don't think they'll be in a situation where they'll need uh, Dustin Hermanson or Wayne Franklin in the ninth either. I don't think that's uh, with the bases loaded. That's not what they want to see. So one more here as far as the, uh, the the pitching staff goes. And a lot of these guys have thrown on the side a bunch, right? It's been a lot of like simulated games. We haven't seen Gossman getting a ton of work in games or going real deep into ball games. Do you think that's more of a product of the season they had last year? Or is that more a stylistic? thing with this regime. What's your take on that? I think it's a couple things. One, Gosman's next outing uh, would be against the Seattle Mariners. So they don't want him to face the Mariners in an exhibition right before he would face them in, in the regular season. So that's why he's going to do his work in a simulated session. And, and don't forget, they don't have minor league camp either. You know, Usually you would just send these guys to pitch against the Angels AAA team or something, and they don't even have that option available. So when they're doing side work, it, it really is side work. It's live BP almost, glorified live BP and simulated games. But they really feel feel like they have a lot more information now, a lot more means of seeing how uh, someone is shaping their pitches, whether they're getting fatigued, how they're responding to getting up and down. They've got so much data now that they can use, and they feel that that data is just as predictive almost as having a hitter in the box and and having them throw in a, in a major league exhibition game. It's obviously not as fun to watch, and, and you wonder from a competition standpoint, 
does it really do the same thing? No, I don't think it does. But they feel a lot more confident getting guys ready in a more controlled environment. And, you know, there are some merits to that, but I think there are probably some pretty significant drawbacks too. Yeah, it's almost like an NFL preseason or training camp, not hitting with pads, right? Just going out and, and running through the drills. So, hey, thanks a lot, Andy. I did see you and uh, Grant Brisby have the podcast back this season multiple times a week. Yep, we've been doing once a week on Mondays during spring training, and we're just about to explode into twice a week. Uh, I believe it's going to be Mondays and Thursdays, so we'll spend the season uh, probably several hundred hours uh, yapping at each other about Giants baseball. So they better not be a boring team because we have to talk about them a whole bunch. They'll explode onto your uh, into your earwaves is what it'll be. So, hey, thanks a lot, Andy. We'll catch up with you down the road, man. Have a great start to the season, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, enjoyed it. Thanks. All right, great breakdown from Andy Baggerly. Obviously, the Giants get going next Thursday night up in Seattle. It'll be Marco Gonzalez for the Mariners against Kevin Gossman for the Giants. And we'll see how this rotation shakes out. We'll see how the injured list shakes out. And they will be trying to get Brandon Belt into a couple more ball games here before the season wraps up. But do make sure you check out the Bags and Brisby podcast all season long on the Athletic Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you to Andy, thank you to Brian, and thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. On Monday, a fun guest, it's the original host of The Update, Kate Scott, is going to join me to talk about her broadcast of the Golden State Warriors on 95.7 The Game on Monday, the first all-woman broadcast of a Warriors radio game on 95.7 The Game next week. So Monday, Kate Scott joins me talking Warrior basketball and, of course, the growth of women in sports. All that is coming up, but enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you. See you Monday.